So as we know, this is a kind of a special session arranged because uh, some people have been asking about the virus which is going, which is viral now. <laughs> so uh, as is the human mind's tendency, there is a uh, you know approach which either looks at it purely from the biological medical point of view, another which looks at it as if from a purely spiritual point of view. But going, uh, you know, keeping in 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 the light of the integral yoga, we have to see it in the totality of things. All these views are not exclusive to each other. When someone asked Shurabindu about uh, this or that, he said, you still belong to the old-fashioned school where things are either material or spiritual. They are both and many things in between. So that is the whole idea. But first to get a bit of a view of what a virus is. Very few people are aware of what a virus is. Anyone? Uh, is is virus living or non-living? It's very difficult question. Nobody can actually say yes or no. It is on the edge of life. So what it means is that by itself a virus, let's say it's just floating around, it is non-living. In the sense it cannot replicate itself. One of the characteristics of non-living is by itself it should be able to replicate. Second, it should be able to produce energy for all its processes. You know, in the human body, the cells produce what is called as ATP, through which they have energy. So virus doesn't have any mechanism for that. But it begins to come alive if it enters a living being. Now put at it, uh, look at it from a deeper perspective. So what really is a virus? Virus is a being which is as good as dead, but which feeds on the energy, life energy of other beings. So now you know it gives a very different perspective and it comes closer to what mother spoke about. That what are these beings? These are beings which feed upon others to suck their life energy. Now you see both views, science uses one terminology and from the occult standpoint it's another terminology. But they are pointing towards the same truth. So how did virus come into existence? Again there is no definite answer. But the consensus is that the first organism, this is one of the consensus. There are other theories also. But the most likely thing is that bacteria, the unicellular organisms were formed first. Then their nuclear material which is RNA, DNA, you must have heard about it. That escaped. Now RNA, DNA without a cell covering is just a little unit of life which has not come to life. So it has escaped. Now what would the mother say when mother was asked about how these beings are formed? She said they are created by the disintegration of living organisms. Now the first living organism is bacteria. So they are created by the disintegration. When these things disintegrate, so the material within a bacteria in the core, which is DNA, RNA, that escapes. Now this need not be bacteria. This can be a human cell. This can be an animal cell. So, you know, she described that famous uh, pandemic of Spanish flu, where she said there were a lot of people dying suddenly in the trench warfare and their bodies were, their vital was suddenly thrown out. So the cells broke up because the bodies broke up and the vital which was thrown out in the atmosphere started looking for hosts or living bodies from where they can suck vital energy. And that was the time people started falling ill and then she went to the core of the being who was behind all this. And she saw a major who was you know, disembodied, who was sucking everybody's uh, vitality. And uh, then eventually she had to give a fight and she defeated that being and everybody recovered. Now this will come to this story. It's a very interesting story about the mother's experience in the Japan epidemic. But just a few facts that, well... Um, this is a pandemic. Pandemic means it is cutting across boundaries. Otherwise there are epidemics. So pandemic means it involves the whole world. Practically. I mean it's not that every country is involved. But you know it is one of the ways people are learning geography. Uh, there are countries whose name you would have never known. You know they are also included in that list of countries which are affected. So there have been many pandemics. This is not the only one. This is not the worst one. So there have been, for example, if you see the history of pandemics, there was smallpox, which had wiped out millions of people. Now, smallpox is wiped out. You know, it's, uh, people are aware of that. Uh, then there was another pandemic, the Black Plague. There were two kinds of plague, three kinds of plague. But the most devastating was the Black 
plague which wiped out one third of Europe. So you can imagine what devastating, how devastating it was. Then there was cholera epidemics at different points of time. Mother narrates that incident of cholera epidemics when she was here. And see, somebody, you know, narrated the story of the sadhus who were, and the village people who were drinking water from the same pond, which was yellowish and brackish water. And uh, she was also, the cattle were being bathed there and they were drinking. And she said, why didn't they fall ill? Because they had the faith that nothing can happen. But she also mentioned, if they were informed that, you know, this contains these organisms and all the minds started playing, they would fall ill and they would die. So this was uh, one of the things where she spoke about that how these things operate. So in other words, first there is a little uh, piece of half living, half dead, quasi dead, quasi living on the edge of life material. This is one part which usually comes out from the dead uh, cells of a living organism. Especially those who are dying very violently. It's, you see, natural death is a natural death where processes of life and nature takes over. Now, in India, one of the reasons why they burn the dead bodies, she, she told this, that why dead bodies are burned? Because uh, to prevent these elemental energies from being thrown into the atmosphere. This is mother's words. Because she said, because in India, people are very sensitive about occult things. You know, you will always see in movies, those ghost movies always about graveyard. You will not see it around Samshan. You know, it's almost that atmosphere is very different because you are burning. So when you are burning, the physical fire strangely has a property even to burn away those entities which are kind of quasi-vital. So in ancient times when people used to do fire worship and you know, yagna, actually with the fire, uh, it may well be, you, you know, a kind of a preventive which may be destroying even elemental energies as they are called in the occult world. So there is something like an elemental energy. On top of it, where does it gain any immediate strength from? Shobindo says that there is it gains strength from these suggestions. Now along with this energy which is entering a cell and damaging, human mind adds suggestion. Now we see suggestions are going around. Dangerous, fearsome, panic. So this suggestion added to it gives it power. So it makes it active and energizes it. And there are other dimensions to it. Just as there can be an adverse collective suggestion of fear, there can be a positive suggestion. That also she speaks about. But fear gets added to it and gives it strength. So it starts spreading. And the more you see the numbers, the more the fear and panic spreads. So to fear we add panic. So there is a some bit of a material thing. There is a vital energy. And then to it, mother says, there are beings in the vital world which add a bad will. You know, it's like they've got a toy to start creating havoc. So it was a little, a tiny little virus which was, you know, like a little toy. It was looking for a host where it can feed itself. To that there was added a suggestion and to that there was added bad will. You know, bad will can be added in strange ways, even seemingly, you know, this may happen to that person, that person. You see, during the plague epidemic, uh, black plague, there's a lot of bad will which went around in a strange way. Oh, they are sinners. Therefore, they deserve to be punished. Now, this is a bad will. But if you look at it, you know, it was devastating. Uh, coming back to the pandemic, the worst pandemic that the world has ever faced till now, uh, at least among those which are documented, is the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918 to 1920, which is what mother recounts. So she was at the heart of the worst pandemic the world has ever faced. And just to give a proportion of numbers so that you know people are getting too panicky and afraid, any wild idea, you are aware of it, uh, how many people were affected during the Spanish flu. By the way, it was called Spanish not because it originated in Spain. But Spain was the first country which honestly reported it. <laughs> Everybody was keeping quiet. Just like initially, you know, China was keeping quiet. Because it has repercussions on economy. Everybody will start closing the this, that. They'll shun you. So Spain honestly reported. So it got the name Spanish flu. But in all likelihood, it didn't originate in Spain. But its origin was in Germany, France and all these areas where the active war was going on. Spain was also involved, but these areas. But any idea, rough idea, how many people, because now we are seeing one lakh something affected by the 
recent coronavirus. So how many were affected by the Spanish flu? Any wild guess? And how many died? So we have the numbers today for comparison. We have 1 lakh plus uh, with regard to coronavirus and deaths which are reported are some 7,000 something as of today. Now Spanish flu came claimed about the people who were affected were about 50 crores. More than the First World War. People who died in... And the people who died... Total people who died were 5 crores. Which means the mortality rate was 10%. Of which 2 to 3 crores were in India. Now compare the figures. 1 lakh 50 crores. 7,000. 3 crores. 5 crores. I mean, it's astronomical. You can't imagine how people were dying and what was happening to them. This is, you know, um, 10 and still the, this was the worst. Mortality rate was 10%. Means 90 out of 100 were recovering. What is, what about this virus as of now? How it has behaved? And by the way, if you can see its intensity is coming down. If you look at those videos initially, the people were just dropping dead. Just like it was happening during Spanish flu time. But... This time, it is definitely much less intense. One, it is largely, not a, not fully sparing, but the women and uh, the younger age group are less affected. Who are at high risk, 60 and above, 80 and above particularly, and especially those who are diabetics, who are on certain medication, they are the ones who are at high risk. And out of 100 people who are affected, the the... Average figure, you know, China reported about 2.4, somebody reported 3.4 and the uh, recent study, the most recent study says about 1.4%. Means if you take an average, so out of 100, about 2 are going to die. Which means how you can look at it, I know somebody was going for surgery, so the doctor told him that look, you know, you have 3% chances of survival, 97% you are going to die. So he said, well, I take that 3% and I hope <laughs> and I hope I am going to be among that 3%. Here we have 97% chance of survival. 80% people will go through it without realizing anything, incidentally. They will think it's just a little common cold. That is why also people are a little scared because, you know, there will be carriers who will not have an effect. But what to do about it, we'll come to that a little later. But 80% of people will just go through a 3-day cold and will be fine. Some, In some it will go on for 7 days. Till then, we don't have to worry about it. It's after 7 days when people start having sore throat or fever. That's when one has, especially you know, the elderly group. Otherwise people are running, oh let me get this test done, that done. It's, it's not that kind of a situation. Okay. So 3 out of 180 will just recover without any issues. Out of the remaining, in fact, 85. Out of the remaining 15, maybe, you know, 10 will enter into phase 2 when they will have probably some kind of a pneumonia. Again, they will recover, most of them. But two, particularly elderly, those with immune compromise like cancer or, you know, on drugs which are for cancer, if they get it, definitely there is a very high risk of mortality. Alright, so this is one part of it. So, this is to just to uh, brainwash us in a positive way. It's not like it's coming from everywhere and you touch and you get it and what's going to happen. Okay, so this is the background of the virus and the uh, epidemic part. So what do we do? So what are the things where we come to focus? Now there is the medical advice and there is some occult truth also in it. Always crowds are never a good place. You know, uh, Mother and Shubhinder has spoken so much about vital interchange. And especially when in a crowd you have animated discussions. It's not any crowd, but crowd like, you know, now people are closing crowds like, you know, if you are going to Tirupati, you start closing crowds. Now this is going a bit too far. Uh, so crowds where people center around excitement, around panic, around desires, markets, malls, certain cinema theaters, this is understandable because these crowds are a breeding ground for these vital forces. There are people who are full of all kinds of ill will, mal will, their life is centered around it. And if you go there, you can catch it unless you are so strong. She speaks of that also and we will read that, that nothing can affect you wherever you may go. So, you know, the classic example of nothing may affect you is the example of Baba Amte. So, he was the person who uh, offered his body for... Um, you know, experiment on leprosy. 
because he was he created anand one for leprosy patients and in leprosy it's a very slow growing thing you know long incubation period and therefore there are no real organisms where you can study it there are one or two foot pad of mice so he said okay do the experiment on my body take the leprosy uh, germ and inject inside me so people say no we can't do it it's unethical he said i am going to write and give it to you do it so after much hesitation the scientific community agreed and three times they injected him but nothing happened to this fellow you know <laughs> such a tremendous vitality and faith that nothing it happened and what is self giving the spirit of sacrifice is saving him so we must understand while you know precautions is one thing panic is another this what even recently i was so happy to hear from our uh, prime minister that uh, precaution is all right panic is not good panic is when you overdo things why because it generates fear it becomes counterproductive so precaution is avoid crowded places okay stay indoors if you like if you are still wanting to be it's all right but avoid crowded places the main thing the second precaution wash your hands now this is again a very debatable thing now i am saying at a you know because washing hands imagine you have washed your hands right now by the way you don't need special uh, those things to wash your hands simple soap washing is good enough so <laughs> so you wash your hands with soap water for 20 seconds this is good enough but you come out next moment and you have touched a surface you can't be every time you touch a surface you go and wash hands so you know it was the same story of somebody telling to a person your heart is perfectly all right yes but still you can have a heart attack 24 hours down the line so you know this kind of a and the mother she speaks about this sanitation and hygienic measures good as they are she says a lot depends upon people's faith in it so if you believe you have washed your hands and all the kitanu has gone away wonderful very good but just for information every inch of the body has billions of all kinds of bacteria on the surface they are everywhere they are in the palm feet nose uh, ears and name it orifice and they are there but normally they don't do anything see these viruses also they are looking normally these virus they are looking for a life form where they can draw some energy it is not in the interest of the virus to kill an organism okay so most of the viruses find a nice way of cohabiting with their creature now sometimes they jump so normally because it can't have a life outside a living creature so there would be viruses in bats in rats in uh, what is that uh, snakes pythons everywhere uh, now the latest one pangolin so they will not normally switch from one animal to another because then they have to adapt now they are already adapted they are not causing any disease in these organism they are living there but sometimes they jump and that's when it takes time for both to recognize that we are in a new environment so it takes time for the virus to adapt and for the human beings to adapt and human beings adapt by creating these um, interferons and uh, you know cells in the body which are healthy which will fight it out and they will destroy the virus so this is um, you know uh, people even show these images sometime which are very good that you are having your white cells which are destroying the organism and those things should be projected rather than all the time you know this fear and phobia so these viruses how do they jump as happened in this case now there are the lower the organism the more tamasic the creature is so these viruses are feeding anyways on disintegrated material they are products of disintegration and they are feeding on tamasic organism but if these uh, animals you come in close contact with their body fluids blood urine and all that one of the human beings say he comes in contact while chopping a you know person in the working in the kitchen or uh, a slaughterhouse and he just rubs into his eyes or you know nose now this is where the virus goes into a new system and he freaks out that there is you know now a human being he doesn't know so it becomes very devastating because it's a new organism it also doesn't know how to behave so what it does it starts um, Uh, destroying the cell and there are mechanisms how it destroys the cell i'm not going into that uh, detail but after a while they begin to discover a kind of uh, either the human being will discover enough uh, will create enough antibodies if we allow it to do so 
and how we can allow it, we'll read that, to destroy the virus and it'll go back to its original place where anyways it was existing. Or it'll go into a dormant phase where it can remain dormant for years. You know, like rabies virus can remain dormant for years and it can come up. How it will come up? There is a very beautiful story, interesting story. It's not a good story, but a good lesson for us. You must have heard about Durai Swami Ayer. So he went to, he was Shurabindu's emissary to uh, speak about, uh, to take the message of Shurabindu about Crips proposal. So he spoke about Crips proposal that please accept it, it's God's grace knocking at your doors. But usual people there, then, then Congress and you know, they, didn't, they outrightly rejected it. He got very angry and very excited. And that's when long back he was bitten by a dog and that poison went to his system. So what really activates these organisms? State of excitement. Because also they are creatures of disintegration. So tamas, inertia. So one of the things people do is they get into an inertia mode which is not good. Of course, hyperactivity is one extreme, but inertia, inertia of thought, oh, paralysis of will, oh, nothing can happen, now I am as good as dead. It's never a good thing, but these, even food, you see, these food, rotten food, food of a very low kind, which encourages tamas, snake, pythons, these are foods which are going to open the doors to these organisms and feed them, because regardless of the cell in which the organism feeds the virus there are three types of energies sattvic, rajasic and tamasic that's how the Indian thought tells us so sattvic food will increase sattvic energy that's why people who have a healthy balanced lifestyle which includes exercise, moderation more sattvic food which is well vegetarian food which includes fruits, vegetables, you are a safe person uh, anger, excitement, fear open the doors to all these things it creates a whole ground for the virus to breed. On, on the other hand, the mother speaks about this subtle physical envelope which surrounds us. It's the first line of protection. So on the other hand, cheerfulness, peaceful trust in the grace, quietude. That, she says, if you have that, you can go in the midst of an epidemic and nothing will happen to you. So essentially, we should create that state within us, which is the true protection. So this is the whole background. With this, we'll read some of the things uh, from Mother and Shurbin. Yeah. How long will take See, it depends on if we keep panicking and bring fear, we are actually feeding the giant. But uh, if we have faith, sometimes modern medicine can paradoxically put faith also. <laughs> it is so strange. The doctors are fighting day and night with faith that they will overcome. And the sad part is that in religious places and spiritual places, people are dying of fear. What may happen? It may come from here, there, everywhere. It's a paradox. It exposes the, uh, you know, all our insincerities. What else can one say? Uh, taking precaution is one thing and creating panic is quite another. So doctors are fighting nurses right on the forefront dealing with these patients. Day and night. Check the mortality rate among doctors, you will see they are not as many. They get reported. Can you imagine why? Because they are doing this in the spirit of selfless service. They are safe. Some of them are not having enough time to sleep. My friends in Italy and other places, they are writing that, you know, Alokta, uh, it's so strange that, you know, uh, some of them just sleep off on the in the same hospital campus. Okay, they are using gloves, but they are coming the closest in contact with the patient. And yet, many of them, most of them, are fine regardless of anything. Why? Because of the attitude, the spirit of self-giving, the spirit of being. Whereas people in religious places, oh, we may get affected. Such cross-selfishness, fear... Turning upon oneself. So it will depend upon the humanity, how it takes it. My own impression is, humanity has evolved. And most of the human beings, I am not talking of this place or that place, are courageous enough and they will get over it much faster. Also it is true that seasons do have some effect. It's not that summer is going to wipe off, but it has an effect. Also when you see the pattern, the way it is moving. So all these are aspects, but my own... Uh, Heightened optimism is that come April and it should, the wave should subside largely. Um, if we don't want to have a very heightened optimism, very conservative, then August, September one would 
but with a decreasing intensity. You see, the intensity is decreasing. Ah. So, so yes. So that's that's one of the things that uh, a kind of consciousness which is brutal. Now, brutal consciousness is a tamasic consciousness. When you slaughter an animal brutally, it's not that you people should become vegetarian. Well, it's wonderful to be a vegetarian. But even if you are eating meat, you treat an animal with life, with respect, that is due to it. But this glutton, this greed, you know, see that Chinese market, where it's, that's what I was saying, that this is where the vital energy is thrown out, just like in the second world, in the first world war. And all that vital energy which, you see, an animal experiences that fear. You see a goat before being sacrificed. I watched it only once just to have what it means. It's a terrible thing. So all that fear, all that um, anguish is thrown. Now, body is dead, but you can't destroy the vital, its energy. So it accumulates in that atmosphere. And after a while, there are beings which drive it. So this is what in one of my recent notes I wrote, the fury which rushes on to mankind, uh, the word avenge may be too much, but maybe something like that, it rushes and then it blindly destroys. When the fury goes, it doesn't choose, oh, you were the guy, you were not the guy. Whoever is weak, it crushes it. You know. It, but even there, there will be again many stories of those who were protected, simply because they were people who had faith and trust in the grace. So that, those stories will be there. So certainly there is a lot of truth in this, animals being treated cruelly, and I'll come to that, that, you know, the lessons, have we learned the lessons? So, now, you know, we spoke about these small entities and uh, the mental suggestion and the bad will and the physical element which Yobindu speaks of. But uh, these are very interesting things. Uh, Mother even says that, you know, um, you know, you can actually sense it. You can smell uh, illness. You can touch it. Uh, I mean, you can taste it. You know, people who have uh, illness, they can feel an altered taste in the tongue. Have you experienced it? But because we are tamasic, we don't get to know. It's a real experience. You can actually, you see the taste gets altered. So, one of the first things that I'm seeing that people are rushing to lab test. It is a sign that we are too tamasic. If somebody is spiritually even a little awakened, you'll begin to experience not the panic kind of fear, but the atmosphere of anxieties, atmosphere of depression, which you have to keep away. Or the atmosphere of illness. And immediately, you can isolate yourself and do what is necessary. Then she also says something very important and interesting that uh, uh, there is a good microbe, you know, which I spoke about, the interferons. And there are organisms which can actually attack. And our body... Can, has a number of them. You know, as I spoke about these bacteria, they are not all bad guys. We don't know what they are doing. The gut bacteria and many other places, we don't know what they are doing. But their body is one of the lines of defenses which can actually fight these organisms provided we know how to activate them. So this is the and The interesting part is they can also spread by contagion. So what is needed is few people successfully fighting out and recovering. After fighting. And then you will see that this will start spreading. That's why the intensity is coming down. More people recover, the more it will spread like a kind of positive contagion. Then she says, what is the condition in which... Uh, she says, there are two factors that have to be considered. There is what comes from outside, which is the virus or the adverse energy or the uh, you know dark pranic energy. It doesn't matter what we call it. Uh, product of disintegration. And there is what comes from your inner condition. Your inner condition becomes a cause of illness when there is a resistance or a revolt. When, then when there is fear, when something doesn't respond to the protection. And then mother gives a very interesting example of it. Because naturally she was surrounded by very modern disciples. And they asked, but mother, aren't illness because of microbes? That is what we are hearing all over. So somebody asked, but are not illnesses sometimes the result of microbes and not a part of the movement of the yoga? It's a very interesting question. Because people say yoga and all is alright, it is an inner thing. 
Don't mix it up with outer things. So she has an answer. Where does yoga begin and where does it end? For a yogin, everything has to be seen in the light of yoga and as a part of sadhana. We cannot say that, okay, this is not yoga, this is a different thing altogether. This is medical science. And this is yoga. Then we are doing the same old division between life and yoga. The possibilities of illness are always there in your body. Oh, is not the whole of your life yoga? The possibilities of illness are always there in your body and around you. You carry within you or there swarm about you the microbes and germs of every disease. How is it that all of a sudden you succumb to an illness which you did not have for years? You will say it is due to a depression of the vital force. That time this was the theory. Now we call it the immune system. It's the same thing. As I said, we should not go into semantics. The truth is the same. That when is a body attacked, not only by virus and bacteria, but also by autoimmune disorder and cancers, when our immune system goes low. So, depression of the vital force. But from, by the way, this is the theory in homeopathy also. So, in homeopathy, the correction is by increasing the vital force. In Ayurveda, the method is to boost your immune system. In Ayurveda, in allopathy, it is to kill the organism, the worst kind of method. <laughs> so, butchering. But well, if mankind doesn't have belief in anything else, then well, believe in this. It's okay. I mean, nothing wrong with it. They will probably discover a cure for the virus in another few couple of months. You know, it's around the corner. So stage 4 trials are already going on with regard to some medicine. And people are trying all kinds of things. Surely, I mean, they will get it by June. Not the vaccine. Vaccine will take another year. The first trials have begun, but you know, another year. Because you have to observe after the vaccine, different stages of the formation of antibodies. But surely, mankind will discover a drug. But is that really the lasting answer? We had swine flu. We had H1N1. We had, you know, bird flu. We had MERS, much worse, Ebola virus, uh, HIV. You will keep changing the name of the fellow. So at some point, we have to find ways to boost our own immune system and if we can get that, then it's not only virus, it can turn even a way to get over many other diseases. But from where does the depression come? She is revealing a profound truth, which modern psychiatry with experiments knows. I'm not going into the details of the experiment. Um, it comes from some disharmony in the being, from a lack of receptivity to the divine forces. When you cut yourself off from the energy and light that sustains you, then there is this depression. See what happens before we get a sore throat. I'll try to observe a day before or a day, couple of days before. Oh, not feeling too well. You were angry or depressed. Just like that. Like a wave of depression that seized us. At night when you slept, morning you woke up. Because darkness, night, breeding ground for these forces. So you woke up with a bad throat. So, very interesting. You know, Mother even describes a domain of subconscious where there are pythons, snakes, bats. She describes these organisms from where diseases originate. But very interesting, she goes with the Lord. And she says, they come and grip her here and there. Then she says, Lord, and she does remove them. <laughs> it's a very interesting experiment she has done. Much later, during the yoga of the body. This not Spanish flow, this 63, the one which I am narrating. So, she has... Taken care of every which way for future humanity. It's just that we don't have faith in her ways. We have faith in everything else. So this is what creates what medical science calls a favorable ground. Even the man who gave the theory of germs discovered the germs. Louis Pasteur, you know, toward the end he was saying it's, it's not the seed but the soil. People thought he is blabbering. Toward the end, not the seed, germs, the soil, the ground of illness and the ground of health. And something takes advantage of it. So what is the ground of illness? It is doubt, gloominess, lack of confidence. You see everywhere people going with masks. It's not a pleasant sight to watch. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. First of all, masks are required only for those who are ill, even medically. Why? Because they should not transmit to others. You know, everybody is moving with mask. It's often worse because you will touch and to adjust the mask, you will make the virus go inside. 
and transmit fear. Much worse thing. So, you see this gloominess, lack of confidence. All this is fine. What if I am affected? What if you are affected? Hundred diseases are anyways all around. Go with life with confidence and light and you know, the joy of living. It doesn't matter. You know, you don't die hundred times before death as they say. (laughs) That fear kills a coward hundred times before he actually dies. So go with that attitude towards life. A selfish turning back upon yourself that cuts you off from the light and divine energy. See, this is what I was talking about doctors and nurses. How come? Otherwise, by now, all these people should have dropped dead. See the statistics. And I am speaking on facts. How many doctors and sisters have died? They are there, but much less. Why? They are not turning back selfishly on life. We will work from home. (laughs) Imagine if doctors and sisters... No, no, I don't want to come in contact with patients. Why? Because I may get transmitted. People are so scared. If I give food to somebody, I will get infected. So, you know, this degree of selfish turning back upon yourself that cuts you off from the light and divine energy and gives the attack this advantage. It is this that is the cause of your falling ill and not microbes. You see, otherwise you can fight against any odds. What is Ramayana among many things? You see, it's an impossible fight. Monkeys and humans fighting against titans armed with all kinds of weapons. But what was the difference? Monkeys knew they are fighting for a good cause. They didn't think, oh, we may die. Death was possible. And they knew that Rama is so, every time, you know, you see the Ramayana, very interesting. When they are feeling, oh, this fellow has come, they are looking at Rama. (laughs) So, Lord is there, okay, he'll take care. So as the story goes, and it's a very interesting legend that after the whole Ramayana is over, he goes and, you know, raises them up. It's a very symbolic story. Even if you are dying in such a beautiful way, fighting, not frightened, with confidence, with joy, with trust in the Lord, it helps in the collective um, energy. So this is... um, Again, she speaks about... (laughs) One thing that is now beginning to be recognized even by the medical corps, is that hygienic measures, for example, are effective only to the extent that one has confidence in them. Which is so true. And I said practically it's impossible. Now again isolating. How do you do it completely? Even the Amma coming to your house can bring it. Like, are you going to stop her? You will go out to buy vegetables. Where all can you do? So she gives a very interesting something. First she says that This ability to fight, which can be more contagious than the disease, develops under two conditions. In those who have a sort of natural good humor and energy. Thankfully on WhatsApp, a lot of humor. Suddenly people, maybe because they are sitting and doing nothing, a lot of creative outbursts centered around Corona. At least there is a, you know, calls to, you know, it's okay. But let not creativity and good humor die away. That was something beautiful about Amalda. With all his illnesses going on to 106. So somebody went on to say, Oh, I am sorry, you are handicapped. He said, not handicapped, I am leggy capped. My hands are free. See, that good humor is so important. And energy. And in those who have a strong will to get well. If you have an illness, you will get well. It's a small little organism. You have at your disposal... A whole body with all the complex machinery. And you have above all a tremendous vital energy. You can We can draw from every other source. This virus is dependent on you. Don't feed it with fear. Don't feed it with tamasic energy. Don't feed it with inertia. You bring in all the body's energy to get well. And above all, to which a believer adds that I have within me, the Brahman, the divine presence, whose every breath can Create and destroy millions of universes. What have I to fear? You see, just people asking, which line from Savitri to read? Now, alright, but don't do it. Don't do it with fear. If you have faith, a simple word, ma is enough. Otherwise, that one line from Shirvindo, where he speaks about faith, sincerity and surrender, and when we open to Divine Mother, one line. With her grace. And when the 
grace of the divine mother is with you what is there that can touch you or whom need you fear you can go freely on your way because it is hers careless of all menace and danger whether from this world or worlds invisible we are children of divine mother amrita se putra anand se putra what is happening everybody is so i mean as if you know panic stricken griefs driven this should not be our state we should be exemplars of what it means to have confidence and trust in the grace luminous signing examples of her hero warriors okay so medicine is okay but people even medicines is out of fear i take this kuch ho jayega take that kuch ho jayega can there be ever a greater medicine ever devised than the name of the lord even in the darkest worlds when ashwapati descends what does he say a prayer upon his lips and the great name okay so this is one then she speaks about isolating you know we only talk about physical isolation it's all right it's it's never a good thing to you know mix uh, freely with anyone and everyone unless you are so strong if you are a vatavraksh it doesn't matter you can bear the shock of a thousand winds tsunamis but if you are a little plant it's good to make a little fence otherwise animals will eat you up so one has to be careful about the company one keeps a good anyways it's a good practice you don't need a virus to teach us this okay mother has been telling us but she says something very interesting beside there is always a way of isolating oneself how by an atmosphere of protection if one knows how to have an extremely quiet vibration so quiet that it makes almost a kind of wall around you remember that incident when mother goes into shubhendu's room tornado is coming and she sees to close the windows but she sees everything is open shubhendu is writing on his desk such a solid peace nothing can enter there that should be the quietude this is our way or the way of all those regard you don't have to be a devotee of mother and shubhendu anybody who in any form has trust in the divine presence should summon up or practicing some kind of yoga or some spiritual practice quietude and peace is accessible to any spiritual practitioner and this is the bare minimum and if we still don't have it then we better have it <laughs> this is the permanent remedy so from within it should come out and absolutely we are you are never in an absolutely quiet atmosphere which emanates from you so what we happens we start down, dancing to everything excitement anger fear panic something which is like an envelope around you very quiet like this and you can go anywhere at all and these vibrations which come from outside do not begin to do this around your atmosphere so they will not touch us now somebody would say okay but i don't have it what do i do imagine the mother's light as a cocoon around you this something the imagination she speaks of that but we are imagining what oh the virus is around the corner <laughs> oh somebody is sneezing my god i am going to get it you will be surprised i have seen people living for decades and having that fear you see i always say there are two kinds of teachers among humanity in this world one who teaches how to live very few one who teaches how not to live <laughs> they are also teachers we should bow their head and learn the lesson <laughs> so you know it's okay to keep a reasonable precaution as i said but not to be afraid otherwise if there is something bad to be caught for example anger fear an illness some uneasiness you are sure to catch it and then she says people don't know how to live all the same one should learn how to live that's the first thing one ought to teach children we are teaching what history geography french english sanskrit even mantras that's not what first thing is how to live to learn how to live first thing to be taught to children i have tried then you see there is a lot of pathos divine pathos sometimes mothers words carry a touch of divine pathos she says i have tried but i don't know if i have succeeded very much this much for those who have claimed that we have lived near her for decades i have told you all these things very often 
I think, haven't I, haven't I, when I read these words, I literally had tears in my eyes. She continues to tell us through her books, through her words, if only we now at least listen to her. Then she says that usually the body gets cured when it has confidence that it will be cured. So sometimes it doesn't matter what you give. People start debating. Will ginger and honey help me? If you have faith, take it. Don't try. No, no, there is no scientific evidence. Doesn't science, science is everywhere. Placebo effect. It's also science. Faith is the biggest science. If you have faith that this will help you, take it. It will help. This faith that you have taken something which is going to activate the curing mechanisms in your body will start a cascading you see, faith is like a switch. So the mind says, Ah, I have this kada which my grandmom used to take. And she said it's the cure for everything. I remember as childhood, what did we do? We didn't have allopathy. So when all these whooping cough, I remember I had whooping cough. And my mother used to give me uh, guava juice. Guava, not juice, kada. Guava patta kada. Guava ka leaves with some tulsi and all this in it. When I grew up, started learning medicine, I said, when my mother would give me, I said, all this is nonsense. No scientific evidence. Science had, had not even tried to test it, by the way. Now I understand, it doesn't matter. If you, if you are given, take it, you will be happy. It's not going to harm us at least, no? It's alright, somebody is, if nothing else, when somebody gives it with goodwill, please take it, it will help you. Now imagine, it's not just an object, it is the goodwill, just as ill will harms. Take it and take it. It's fine. It's not going to harm you. It will help you. At least the goodwill will come. So she speaks about the disharmony and to re-establish harmony. And there is nothing better than a sattvic approach, a sattvic attitude which includes how we deal with life around us. A sattvic person has respect for all life around it. For human beings with whom one is living. Mutual respect. Then for animal life which is around it, for plants, for that we have lost because of the intense rajas. So now hopefully with this we will enter into a more sattvic phase of evolution. See this virus has come and united the whole of humanity. People are forgetting that, okay we will fight with weapons later. Let's come together to fight a virus. What Auroville was trying to do, now a virus has come and done it. So everything is ultimately a blessing in disguise. Everybody is coming together to cooperate, uh, sharing money, sharing information, sharing everything. So again, our Prime Minister initiative for countries to come together and fight as a common enemy is wonderful. You see, they are very intuitive things. Because now you know this is a common enemy. I, we may have issues with Pakistan and China and whoever. Or they may have issues with India. But right now, we have a common enemy. Let us fight it out. Afterward, we will sort out our own fights. So it brings a ground to come together. So see, so you know, we have to learn to, she says, quieten oneself, bring peace, calm, relaxation, a total confidence. So she says, you have to bring that. And the pressure of light and knowledge and spiritual force, you re-establish the harmony. So open to the mother in a state of whiteness, call her peace, call her quietude, think that you are surrounded by her cocoon of white light. Imagine that she is surrounding us, holding us in her arms, then what illness can, it will come and go. Once it attacks, there is a, uh, you know, phase, there are four phases of an illness, not going into it. But, you know, what could take place over four weeks will take place within few days. I have seen it, you know, if you live with that, even if you are attacked within few days, you will recover, bounce back much better, simply because you are open to her light. Otherwise, it will take a much longer toll. Then she speaks about fear and she repeatedly says, fear is a terribly contagious collective thing. Contagious. It is much more catching than the most contagious of illnesses. You breathe an atmosphere of fear and instantly you feel frightened. There have been numerous cases of panic being stopped outrightly simply because some people, it doesn't require many, some people refuse the suggestion and could counteract it with an opposite suggestion. So we have to fight not only a physical battle but a mind space battle. There is a double invasion. There is an invasion of the physical environment by the virus or whatever, that energy. There is an invasion of the mind space by fear. And we should be very careful and we have to fight a battle. So, 
what is the best way she says for mystics the best cure as soon as one begins to feel afraid of something is to think of the divine and then snuggle in his arms or at his feet and leave him entirely responsible for everything that happens within outside everywhere and immediately the fear disappeared this is the story of markandey fell at mahakal's feet and said boss lord chief some people used to call you have been the chief oh look behind this fellow yamraj is standing please take care after that what was he doing lying at his feet the rest was between mahakal and yamraj how dare you come near my child no it's my law he says but i am mahakal <laughs> i am the law your law is my law i have made the law leave him alone and not only he releases him from instant death he releases him from all death mark indies a one of the immortal so all these things can become tremendous opportunity to open to the grace then she says about thought we said at the beginning one is surrounded by what one thinks about and then she says that what we are thinking about all the time catastrophe oh it is very near has it come to tamil nadu oh it's now going to come to pondicherry <laughs> i mean pondicherry should stop it we should tell the fellow no not allowed instead oh it is coming near near then you will be at she saying fear attracts the feared so she says that's why the calamity comes so quickly but instead of all that if one thinks oh that is nothing illnesses are outer illusions translating some deeper vibrations which are not seen that is why one doesn't speak about them but that's how it is at another place this is the highest view of illness is that they are illusions he speaks about it much later that's the highest the supreme view it's a disorder you bring in to it a vibration of harmony but what we call as illness you know she speak of illness as symptoms and category and this flu and that uh, cancer that is the illusion you see the disorder and you see the order you bring into it and these deeper vibrations may come and set in order what has been disturbed and this imbalance this illness or bad thing that has come well it will be absorbed by the grace and will disappear this is what we have to think no trace of it will remain except that of things agreeable and pleasant people always need to make their mind run 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 but then make it run on the li- right lines you will see that it has an effect anyways this fellow will run put a nice gramophone record not one of those sad record with those gloomy music okay then she speaks about what are the ways when you see an illness coming she says first of all you must not want it so people said but nobody wants it say no there are people who nurture all kinds of wills inside sometimes oh it's better what is life worth doing it is better that i die you know this virus oh yes sir i am coming you called me you know it's not about this illness or that illness the will for death because one is feeling life is so so that depression gloominess some people live in that atmosphere they attract these illnesses so we should be so careful then second is so first is very strong will not to be ill the second condition is to call the light a light of equilibrium a light of peace quietude and balance and to push it into all the cells of the body so we can actually do it with the help of imagination that her light is coming going into every cell with a suggestion everything is being cleansed cleansed and peace is reestablishing itself from head to toe anyways if one is many people are shut in the home do this instead of just watching all the you know <laughs> i mean it takes 15 minutes to do this wide relaxation and her light coming and cleansing everything going into every cell pushing into cell her light her peace throwing out all the not only that as if it is radiating around see it's a world of imagination but it can open a door and it becomes a support for the divine to act so this is what she gives us advice and finally we come to just a few more couple of things a very beautiful thing which she you know uh, i was describing that when she goes into this realm of illness where there are all kinds of beings uh, half cut snakes you see actually those things which you find being sold in the chinese market actually i was surprised she uses the word bats she uses the word snakes some of them half cut 
lizards. She actually sees these beings. She goes into that subconscious domain. Now, she doesn't say that they have come from China, please. <laughs> I mean, they are there in different parts. But I am just saying that there is a domain where these beings are there. And so, there may be some kind of affinity where people like to eat these things. But that is a different um, domain altogether. So, there when she, she says something very interesting, when she goes through that, she says, Lord, take possession of your kingdom. <laughs> it's not my, it's his body, his life. Let him take care in whichever way. For certain things, I remember when there are certain disorders, something going wrong with the call, the concentration and the response, the disorder is dissolved. She says in a few seconds, what is the call? Lord, take possession of this kingdom. It's almost a surrender because it's an uncalculating self-giving. Not if I am surrendering you, will you take care? Not say, uncalculating. The damaged spot opens to the influence, not with an idea of getting cured, but like this, a flower opening out. Simply like this, without condition. That is the most potent gesture. You see this, um, I was uh, today with re regarding this, I was having a very interesting experience, personal one, which I can share. So I was, you know, yesterday, um, uh, it came like a revelation, this whole being which is passing through like a huge lizard or, you know, what is it, pangolin, uh, dragon originating there and with his tail lashing. It came as a, I mean, whole, uh, in my mind's uh, inner world. So yesterday I said, I said, what is it? Is it that being like a giant shadow going across? I had reasons to believe it is that being. So today, but my attitude was very different. So I was just praying. I was telling this being, look here, why do you want to look so ugly that people hate you? They don't want you near. They are asking you to run away. But, you know, you can be loved. You can be beautiful. You are beautiful inside. Be the beautiful being that you are. You don't have to scare people. That's not how you should be. I don't know, it came spontaneously like a prayer. And I felt very happy inside. I don't know whether it has an effect or not, what it's going to. But it came spontaneously that behind all these hideous forms, even these monsters and all this, there is somewhere that, you know, how, how much suffering these beings are. So, you know, a kind of compassion that how much they are suffering and this came that, uh, you know, Lord, uh, rather to them that, you know, open yourself to the light. You can be beautiful. You don't have to assume this hideous form from which people are scared and telling you, go away, go away, you know, <laughs> run away from you. So, uh, she speaks of that. Now, one final thing from Shobindo. She spoke even about flu. There is a general suggestion in the air about catching dengue or influenza. <laughs> it looks like Shobindo wrote it <laughs> a few days back. It is this suggestion that is enabling the adverse forces to bring about symptoms of this kind. There is also a spirit of imitation the mother spoke of. And she has used the word Panerji sheep. Where one sheep fell into the ditch and everybody kept falling. They didn't have to fall. But they kept falling. Spirit of imitation and you have all the symptoms and you die. Because the cells are imitating. Because of fear. So he says that there is this suggestion. Oh, nowadays what is uh, running these days? Dengue. What is running these days? Now it is this flu. So now dengue and everybody has taken a back seat. You don't see any other illness because the current in fashion... <laughs> is this. It is this suggestion that is he is saying he is enabling the adverse forces to bring about the symptoms of this kind and spread the complaints. If one rejects both the suggestions and the symptoms then these things will not materialize. That is how illnesses try to come from one person to another. The attack by a suggestion like this or otherwise the nervous being and try to come in. So what we should do? He says, give an opposite suggestion, auto-suggestion. That's the remedy. He says, I will be fine and I am fine. And then he says, uh, he says that you can take a medicine if you don't have that kind. It's not that it's an ego. I will never take medicine. Anyways, there is no medicine for it so far. <laughs> just, take, just take paracetamol. So... <laughs> Yeah, don't take brufen, that's the latest. By the way, talking of medicine, some medicines, uh, it's very passingly, I've just uh, read here and there. Possibly vitamin D helps. Okay? To build the immunity, vitamin D. Uh, 
there is some study which you know that possibly it helps in building the immunity that can explain even the hot summer and how you know uh, one some may escape also vitamin c may actually help so these are just these maybe anecdotal not anecdotal there is some some kind of a very passing evidence okay evidence is a very big word in science but some kind of indication or a hint okay so and shubindu said whenever uh, a remedy is in fashion take it it may be homeopathic medicine take it one is it may actually help but even if it doesn't if you take it that oh this is going around as a cure take it it will help you and it will multiply it will be a force multiplier to separate yourself from the thing and call in the mother's force to cure it this is a yogic method i am not this flu i am not this you know i am my soul eternally in peace with the mother or else to use your own will force and faith in the power to heal i reject the illness i don't accept it's like with anything else having the support of the mother's force behind you if you cannot use either of these methods then you must rely on the action of the medicines very simple <laughs> you see that's why people often misquote you know oh no no sherbindo was not against medicine it's not about against medicine you don't have trust he would say there are two classic examples with which i'll close one was when somebody who had a back problem and he showed to a doctor and the doctor said uh, his name was uh, sadashiv so uh, he was working in marbling section and at 40s he developed a back pain and the doctor diagnosed him with tuberculosis and said you have to take the treatment so he asked the mother what should i do mother said do as you like so he was pretty confused so then uh, another doctor came from england saw everything and said no no yes it is tuberculosis you need treatment otherwise you have six more months again he wrote to mother and mother said do as you like <laughs> then he said mother i don't want to do as i like you tell me what i should do <laughs> then she said you know my child there is nothing except the grace open to the grace and nothing will happen to you for 40 something like that exact words i may not be repeating for another 40 years he continued to live on without taking any further treatment so same with when people ask because people are quoting nowadays oh mother spoke about putting filtered water you will, even now you will see it by the way that filter is hardly a filter but that apart you know the fact that you are taking water from ashram is a beautiful thing for a see when she, when you read that same sentence you can read it very differently somebody almost attackingly contradicting her says but mother if faith is everything why do we use filter water in the ashram okay so what does the mother says she says with there is a touch of again divine pathos how many among you have faith it's not that she is saying use filter water yes we must take all these precautions she knows and laments the human condition right living close to the divine people don't have faith this is realism how she would have felt how many among you have faith and therefore because you don't have the rest follows i have to use filter water i have to have dispensaries and nursing homes and all these things originally she did not want all this there was a very simple day ha huh? even nursing home much hesitation but eventually she agreed but she meant it to be a place where you can go and in that quiet atmosphere relax nicely and recover with her force being there but everything slowly has a tendency to get mechanized and you know it should become like a super specialty hospital with this and that high tech equipment but that's not what she originally meant for that there is a whole world she said if you want to follow that the whole world is there no need to be here so he says that well if you can't then take it and um, i will close with one ah, okay two more small things regarding an attack of influenza again <laughs> these influenza things were not uh, not that don't think that they were not too bad pretty bad ha huh? even by the way normal influenza can kill one in a thousand person but these were just after the flu pandemic shobindo's letters so we should not minimize their importance they were much worse in i mean as i said spanish flu pandemic so what solutions shobindo is giving the first thing to do is to keep throughout a perfect equanimity and not to allow thoughts of disturbed anxiety or depression to enter you 
You see, you'll see that when viral illnesses come, they create a ground. You start feeling depressed, unease. And even when they leave, they leave a kind of state of depression, exhaustion inside. It is quite natural after this severe attack of influenza that there should be weakness and some fluctuation in the progress or recovery. What you have to do is to remain calm and confident and not worry or be restless. Be perfectly quiet and prepared to rest as long as rest is needed. There is nothing to be anxious about. Rest and the health and strength will come. And when Shobindu says will come, it means will come. And I'll close with that little prayer of the mother in prayers and meditation. We'll have questions after, if somebody has. So, this is a prayer. It's on page 101. I don't remember the date exactly. Uh, maybe somebody can quickly check and tell the date by the time we end it. It's on page 101. Where she says, when physical conditions are a little difficult and some discomfort follows, if one knows how to surrender completely before thy will, caring little for life or death, health or illness, the integral being enters immediately into harmony with thy law of love and life and all physical indisposition ceases, giving place to a calm well-being Deep and peaceful. And then it ends with, but the supreme science, he's using the word science, but the supreme science, O Lord, is to unite with thee, to trust in thee, to live in thee, to be thyself, and then nothing is any longer impossible to a man who manifests thy omnipotence. Lord, my aspiration rises to thee, like a silent canticle, a mute adoration, and thy divine love illumines my heart. O divine master, I bow to thee. So let us live with this attitude and be beacons of exemplars of how to deal with all these various challenges that humanity will encounter. Use it as an energy to spur our transformation by cultivating a more sattvic way of life, by being more op open to the grace, to the light, by learning to surrender all our fears, anxieties in a much more integral way and let this adversity become an opportunity for collective progress. My God, this is amazing. It's really unplanned. So the date of prayer is today's date, 17th March 1914. So wonderful and I think we can Stop with this. We had some questions which more or less covered everything. Thank you so much.